Double Discovery is Double Discovery is a program a designed program to help designed high school to students, students, students learn more about learn college more about college and, and attitudes attitudes to be successful in high school and in high school and in college. My name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zirconium. And my name is Space Disco Jeff. That's right, we've kidnapped him. We saw him coming out of a record shop in London. We put a Hessian bag, recyclable, over his head, threw him in the back of the uh, flying saucer and whizzed him up to up the, the moon. moon base. And we're going to compel him to record two shows. He's groggy, but there's no choice. Where am I? Just sip your horn. You're on the moon. Oh, okay. How long yeah. for? <laughs> Two whole weeks. Oh, goodness. Better get used to that grey landscape outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gruel. Space Disco Jeff was reminding us of the horrible fact, horrendous fact, that it's been uh, two whole years since we last heard his dance at turns. Over a hundred episodes. I've gone under the bridge since Extraordinary. The... And what was, the, uh, what was the last one that you were... The Commerce Show. PMB oh. 36, I think. <laughs> oh, he's remembered. We've got him well trained. <laughs> This, you, uh, which is still available in the archive. It is, as every show is. This week's episode is entitled... Double Discovery! Mm. Uh, for reasons which will become clear, but it's essentially a show about discovering new releases of one kind or another, or new reissues. And uh, so every track on the show is, is new to us here at the Moonbase, which is all very exciting. Although some of it isn't actually newly recorded. <laughs> but uh, in amongst all of the newness and reissued newness, we do of course have MC Zirconium and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, slide the faceplate off. You can now separate the two halves of the covering, remove and set aside the top piece of the case to expose the internal components, locate and remove the Bluetooth circuit board, locate and remove the memory, push the red reset button and put DJ Bongo Boy back to his original factory <laughs> settings. <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> I am DJ Bongo Boy. <laughs> oh, I like it. Mm, definitely an improvement. <laughs> we're here going to start, we're going to bookend this week's show with a couple of uh, versions of the same tune. Rather oddly for us, but there we are. We're going to start with a brand new album that's come out on the uh, net label Pterodactyl Squad, uh, where you can download free chiptune albums, which is always a treat. And uh, this duo called the Video Game Orchestra, who I think are a British duo, have released a selection of uh, 12 original bossa nova tunes, each one named after a, uh, a Brazilian beach, apparently. But they've rather nicely done versions of all 12 in 8-bit, and then done the, another version, a set of versions, all in 16-bit of the same tunes. I like that. So you can hear the difference. Of the so, extra... <laughs> of the extra 8-bit. extra 8-bits. Yes. Lovely idea. Compare and contrast. <laughs> So, dear listeners, a little challenge for you, and I encourage you to listen all the way to the end. We're going to start then by playing the first version this week of a tune, original tune called Lopez Mendez.
that was DJ Crest and Jim Jello mm. with a track called Disco Flash <laughs> from an album called Cosmic Future Groove Volume 2. And I j'accuse Space Disco, <laughs> Jeff, that you are behind this. <laughs> I may have had something to do with bringing this to the attention of DJ Bongo are you, Boys. Are you DJ Crest? No, I'm not DJ Crest. <laughs> did you like Jello or Jelly, as it is known in the United Kingdom? <laughs> yes, I do like Jello a lot, as it happens. Custard? Um, with custard or with cream? Ooh, uh, no, mm. plain. Neat. Plain. Neat. Just, like, just like my whiskey. Just like my whiskey. <laughs> mm. Yes, um, I think volume one of this series has been on yes. uh, Show Up Records, has been played on the show, featured f- on the yes, show. Yes, we have. I have yet to, this is the first time we've played a track from volume two, though. Which is yeah, a, which came out last year, on, as I say, on Show Up Records. The, uh, the concept, well, I think most of the tracks on the album are pretty much in the similar vein to the one we just heard, but um, per the sleeve notes, the foundation of all the tracks compiled on this album are warm, analogue synthesizer sounds, <laughs> illustrating the endlessness of space. Well, mm. right up my street, and I yes. think right up my base alley as <laughs> I well. I think that counts. <laughs> And that particular track, does that? They're, they're all essentially library music, music. Yes, absolutely. Yes, definitely um, rare and previously uncompiled library tracks. And yes. does Disco Flash have any uh, descriptive uh, terms used to tell you what to, what music, what type of films to use it for, for example? It just says Disco Medium. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> so, disco Medium. Medium paced disco, I suppose okay. that means. Mm-hmm. Or maybe for maybe a, for a program about uh, disco spiritualists, possibly. Yeah, no, yes. look into your crystal ball and you mm. see um, volume two of Cosmic <laughs> Future Groove. <laughs> you are listening to Project Moonbase, uh, an, old, an old new music edition of the show, or new, newly heard music anyway. And uh, if you want to find out uh, when the next edition of Project Moonbase can be downloaded or listened to, please follow us on Twitter. It is simply twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. Uh, if you want to find out more detail about the music or the news stories, which you'll be hearing shortly, please visit our website. Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com where you'll find everything you need to know about the show, including a list of tracks and where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, please subscribe, rate and review the show. Uh, say something nice. Just give us five stars, even mm. if you don't like it. Yeah. What's it to you? <laughs> don't hold back. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening and recommending us to your friends. And thanks to everybody who's chipped in with a donation to help support the show, which you can do. If you go to projectmoonbase.com, under each episode, there is a, a three buttons to choose from where mm. you can donate as little as a pound. Exactly. Or you might find your mouse drifting to the right slightly and opting for a higher denomination. Yeah, and you can choose whatever you want to give. Mm. Don't don't give it to charity. Well, no, do do give it to charity. I don't know a moon Forget based that. charity of your choice. Forget that. <laughs> I need do- to eat dog food as well, just as much as the next man. Project Moon Base is a listener-supported show. If you're thinking of making a purchase on Amazon, please do us a favour by going to our website first, going to the top right-hand corner of the page, and clicking our Amazon affiliate button. Uh, it won't cost you anything, it's entirely anonymous, and it keeps us in new things. Now we're going to play a track from the first studio album by Syrian pop superstar Omar Suleiman, who we have featured on the show before. Um, he's, he's slipped out a lead single from the album, which I think is coming out in September of this year, 2013. And rather oddly, well, he's released a number of albums in the past. You might be uh, puzzling over my description of it as his first studio album, but I think everything before now has been uh, live recordings or compilations of one kind or another. Um, but this is his first studio album, and oddly enough, produced by Fortet. That's what I've heard. What's weird about Fortet then? Well, he's, he's an electronic uh, musician in his own right, isn't he? Which yeah, uh, he, like, he likes jazz, free jazz, free jazz, and electronics, doesn't he? Jazzy. So, it's not um, slight, slight uh, difference in as tone. it happens, he has. He seems to have left Omar really to get on with his own <laughs> devices. 
for this recording. So there's, you won't hear much, uh, I don't think you'll hear much of Fortet's fingers on this particular recording. And uh, this track, as I'm sure most of the album does feature, the superstar keyboard stylings of uh, the great Rizan Saeed. This is uh, the lead single, I think it's also going to be the name of the album, but uh, is Wenu Wenu, which apparently means where is she?
that was Omar Suleiman with Wenu Wenu from possibly a forthcoming album of the same name. Yeah, it's groovy. It is very groovy. Fist pumping. <laughs> Fist pumping. I didn't really expect that from a Syrian. No, indeed. Wherever, don't really wherever he lives now. No, wherever he lives now. Um, I believe there is a video of that track which has the English lyrics on it, so we'll post that on the um, post that on the, the website. But I think it's essentially where is she? 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 Projectmoonbase.com <laughs> is the place to go. Um, now, dear listener, however, it is time for us to bounce on the double bed of unnecessary news. world's first talking space robot chum blasts off to the International Space Station. Kirobi, which is Earth's first talking robot to go off-world at the International Space Station, its prime directive is to tackle loneliness. I know. The tiny humanoid machine is going to the station ahead of its friend, astronaut Kochi Wakata. The electronic pal will meet and recognise the astronaut when he arrives at the space laboratory. Kirobi, whose name is derived from the Japanese for hope and robot, and Wakata will conduct the first human robot discussion in space. Hi, have you ever been to a space station before? (laughs) (laughs) It's either going to be, how was your trip? Or, (laughs) welcome to the new empire of robots, (laughs) kneel before me and pay tribute, human fool! (laughs) Yeah, one or the other. The robot, created by Tomotaka Takahashi of the University of Tokyo with Toyota and Dentsu, is ultimately aimed at curbing space loneliness. Or maybe (laughs) Earth loneliness as well. Mm, Nowadays, more and more people are living alone, the project website says. It's not just the elderly. With today's changing lifestyles, it's people of all ages. With a new style of robot-human interface, perhaps a way to solve this problem could be found. That is the goal we have in mind for this project. By sending old people into space. Sending the elderly. Into space with a robot. It'll be fine. <laughs> While on the space station, Kirobi will chat with Wakata and will link up with its counterpart counterpart droid, Mirata, back on Earth. They're ganging up on him. <laughs> You'll never guess what Wakata said. <laughs> <laughs> I wish for this robot to function as a mediator between person and machine, or person and internet, and sometimes even between people, Takahashi said. Prior to the launch, Kirobi told reporters that his journey was one small step for me, a giant leap for robots! He's writing speeches. He'll be running for office soon. (laughs) How do we feel about that? It's a bit strange, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, then. The odd thing about that, though, is that you may understand there's one astronaut on the ISS, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of them up there. They're not, they're not yeah, loaded, they're, are they? They're Russians or something. <laughs> you can't understand what they're saying, and no one wants to use their toilet. Um, maybe the point is they're frightened that the robot might feel lonely, oh. so they're, they're, they're sort of linking him up with a human counterpart. I see. So. It's for the yeah. robot's benefit. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> the secret purpose behind this. The robots are going to need something to cuddle when they subdue us, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Very sinister. A man tries to board a plane with a pet turtle, <laughs> disguised as a hamburger. <laughs> Good plan. A man in China recently tried to sneak his pet turtle onto a plane between the buns of a KFC hamburger. (laughs) Unfortunately, the disguise wasn't good enough to fool airport security. As Lee passed through the airport security, X-ray screening machines detected a few odd protrusions sticking out of the burger that the man had packed in his bag. Airport staff determined that the protrusions looked suspiciously like turtle limbs. 
and asked to inspect Lee's luggage. There's no turtle in there, just a hamburger, Lee reportedly insisted. There's nothing special to see inside. <laughs> there says no tortoise in this bag. He's very good, isn't he? Here. Lee finally acquiesced to the inspection after a repeated request from the staff who uncovered the pet turtle hidden inside the bun. When asked why he had devised this strange idea, Lee said that he only wanted to travel together with his beloved turtle. <laughs> Um, after staff patiently explained that turtles could not be smuggled on board the plane, Lee reluctantly allowed her friend to care for his pet while he was away and then enjoyed a delicious meal of turtle soup. <laughs> I don't understand this. They let anxious women take their purse dogs on planes, so why can't this poor fool have a special exactly. eating turtle? Oh. If it was a genuine burger, they would let him carry the burger on the plane. I mean, that's going to annoy passengers far more than a turtle they were yeah. going to. A turtle's never irritated anybody, has oh, it? It's very you calm put it influence. in your pocket. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to soothe everybody. <laughs> Especially right. if they project an image of it onto everyone's TV. Who's going to be bothered by a turtle? Have you ever been annoyed by a turtle? <laughs> I, I haven't. And finally, cosmetic hand surgery. How about this? In Japan, for around £650, Shona, at the Shonan Beauty Clinic, plastic surgeon Takati Motsoko will burn better palm reading creases into your hand with an electric scalpel. <laughs> and trust me, I've seen the pictures. It looks as good as it sounds. Mm-mm-mm. From January 2011 to May 2013, 37 palm plastic surgeries have been performed. Matsuka isn't sure that the surgery can actually change your fate. However, she does believe that it may have a placebo effect on patients. If someone believes their look will improve, it just might. Men usually wish to change their business-related success lines. Who knew these things existed? <laughs> Such as the fate line and money-luck line and the financial line, whereas women often want to change their marriage line. There you go. <laughs> Don't have £650 to waste? Meet me behind home base. <laughs> Bring sandwiches. <laughs> you have been used. Sakana Jima. Thank you, Mrs. Kernium. I thank you, sir. That clairvoyant selection of news stories. There'll be more later on in the show.
That was uh, April, March, show favourite April, March, and the French band Aquasurge, mm. who've got together for uh, an eponymously titled LP earlier this year, and that track was called Des Tics et Des Tocs. Aquasurge, I think I'm right. You're going to correct me, I'm sure. Space Disco Jeff, Aquasurge, that's Julian Gask's band, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, Julian yeah. Gask, who's part-time Stereolab keyboardist um, just before they broke up or went on hiatus. <laughs> Iartus. 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 Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, so the, he did most of the music and Eleanor Blake did most of the lyrics. And uh, yeah, some groovy tracks on that album. And it's on the Belgian Freaksville uh, record label. Yes, which you've also featured on the show. We have, previously. yes. We played uh, Mademoiselle 19s on that label as well. That's exactly right. Yeah. I wonder what she's up to these days. She's probably Mademoiselle... 21. 20, 20, no, like, like Adele, you know, she's like 23, 25, that's right. 27. Keeps, keeps moving on. 44. <laughs> <laughs> 44! Uh, now we're going to play a track from a new compilation which has very kindly been sent to us. Uh, this is a, a collaboration uh, between the Brighton, I think it's a monthly club, that uh, Joseph Stannard, who's a, one of the writers on The Wire magazine, he runs a club there called The Outer Church, and uh, he's teamed up with uh, Frampton Follow, with a Manchester-based label we've also featured on the show before they, they very kindly send us music from time to time and uh, they've basically front to follow have essentially put out a compilation on a double album basically of artists who have performed at uh, the outer church over the years and i think it's mostly all new music that's been written especially for the compilation which is very lovely and it's got some of our favorite people on there like pie corner audio and this next band uh, the wonderful hong kong in the 60s with a, a beautiful summary vocal number of theirs called summer's bird
on the dreamy summery sound there of Hong Kong in the 60s uh, with a track exclusively recorded for this new Out of Church compilation. That was a track called Summer's Bird. And uh, as with all the tracks on the show, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, PMB141 in this particular case, you'll be able to hopefully purchase a copy of that track and the album for yourself, dear listener. I enjoyed that. It was great. I yeah. have one bone to pick. It's a little bit non-specific. Summer's Bird. <laughs> I mean, can we, can we narrow it down a bit? These people clearly are not ornithologists are <laughs> not they? true to twitchers exactly i was there i had my little book out my little spotter's guide and my little tiny uh, little glasses my opera glasses <laughs> waiting for a name check waiting it didn't happen did it didn't happen nope. it's for the listener to imagine i think that's the idea isn't it well if you laid down some money for a track maybe they could just put a bird in that's all i'm saying just name the bird name the bird name the bird be more specific next yeah. time fair enough uh, for the next track, though, we're going to go to the track which really was the seed for the title of this week's uh, show, brought to us by Space Disco Jeff. Yes, it's back to the disco and the long overdue yes. return to Project Moonbase of the king of disco, Boris Midney. Boris! <laughs> Good old Boris. Um, yeah, Boris, apparently, well, as we seem to remember from, well, the last time we played him, it was the, the reason he came into our searchlight was because he did a sensational disco version of The Empire Strikes Back, I think, isn't it? That's absolutely right. But um, it turns out there's a whole <laughs> vast catalogue of Boris Midney is. out there. And uh, those wonderful people at Harmless Records have been busy reassuring the lot, or most of the stuff from the 70s and early 80s, under various pseudonyms, things like Beautiful Bend and Caress and Companion and Double Discovery, amongst many other pseudonyms. But um, the track we're going to play is actually a single that we Went out under his own name, and this is an instrumental mix of a track called Dance.
that was Boris Midney and the instrumental mix of Dance from 1982. What? The Bolton! I'm afraid so. <laughs> yes, and slightly more electronic than uh, some of his typical style, which certainly in the in the early years, and when he first started making records in the USA, he pretty much was a, a kitchen sink producer in the sense that he kind of threw everything at it, um, from from vast orchestras and strings and brass and percussion and, and singers and all sorts of strange things and electronics as well. But um, he certainly slimmed down there, and he's sort of as as many other uh, disco producers in the eighties started um, reproducing stuff on keyboards in, instead. Um, Sort of getting a much more concise sound, but uh, still pretty good, I thought. Well, maybe was... he'd uh, maybe he'd moved into a flat with a smaller kitchen. You know, <laughs> couldn't, yeah. couldn't get that orchestra in the kitchen <laughs> no. anymore. No. That was also a controversial instrumental that wasn't an instrumental as well. Yeah, singing. <laughs> what, Maurice? Huh? <laughs> the instrumental means no singing. <laughs> We're deducting money from apparently. Your there's even more singing on the singing version. Yes, a lot more singing on the singing version. <laughs> Well, we'll be having some more exciting new releases very shortly, dear listener, but now we're going to slide joyfully down the double rainbow of unnecessary news. Visit London's world-class attractions, shops and restaurants and enjoy exciting special events, theatre, concerts, art exhibitions and more. Discover the very best of London, England with us. Visit the Royal Parks, Tate Modern and the 15-tonne festering lump of congealed food fat and baby wipes recently found clogging a London sewer line, which threatened to send raw sewage spurting onto the leafy streets of Kingston upon Thames. Oh dear. We have never seen a single congealed lump of lard this big clogging our sewers before, said Thames Water contractor supervisor Gordon Hillwood. It's reportedly the size of a bus. <laughs> this blob has been dubbed Fatberg, <laughs> which is a very clever combination of the words fat and iceberg. <laughs> I would have gone with filthberg myself, but mm. there you go. Yes, come friendly fatberg and ooze onto Kingston upon Thames. <laughs> and after that, maybe you should visit the Tower of London. <laughs> that really should be London's next attraction if they've got any it sense. It will be. Mm. Yeah. Pull it out like a big plug. <laughs> you can walk around it to sell off bits of it. Yeah, carve a bit off. Yeah, put it on a sandwich. <laughs> what are we going to use for currency after the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> the apocalypse? Will it just be barter economy? Back rubs? You know, human teeth. <laughs> Sounds good. Who knows? I say gold and silver. And in that vein, eh, vein, eh, eh? I'll draw a diagram for you. What about Zombucks? <laughs> Zombucks water, one silver. This is real. It's a one ounce silver coin. It costs $22 and it features a nice picture of a zombie on the front and a biohazard symbol on the back. It's not a real currency for any country, but they're minted by Provident Metals, making it better than government money because it's made of something valuable rather than just promises, empty, filthy promises. Which won't do you any good in the apocalypse. No. None at all. Plus, you can melt it down and make a nice silver bullet, which is great against werewolves if they happen to be in the apocalypse as well. Will, it's I'm possible. Sure. Yeah. Now, what else can you use a silver bullet against? Is that, can you use that against a vampire? Nope, nope. Oh. Werewolves only. Only werewolves. Strictly werewolves. Yeah, well, strictly well. I would have thought that uh, Zombucks would have been better named for a, a zombie barista in a, in a coffee chain, really, wouldn't it? Would. You? <laughs> it would. That's a good point. 
Japanese fishers have found an unusual bottle-nosed dolphin with an extra set of fins. What? Yes, it's got four fins, not just the usual two. And it could be an evolutionary throwback to a time when marine mammals' ancient ancestors walked on land. The dolphin was captured alive off the southwestern coast of Japan, and it was then shipped to a nearby whaling museum for study. Hmm. It's an unprecedented discovery, apparently, said uh, Senji Oshumi of Tokyo Institute of Cetacean Research, said, I believe the fins may be remains from a time when dolphins' ancient ancestors lived on land. Scott Baker, associate director of the Marine Mammal Program in uh, Oregon State University in Corvallis, agreed, saying that it certainly is direct evidence of evolution. Is it? <laughs> The recently discovered dolphin has a pair of stubbier, symmetrical fins near its tail. This is what you would call an atavistic trace, a genetic trace that appears to be an evolutionary throwback, said Baker. He says it's an ancestral characteristic that has re-emerged for some reason. Could it not just be that we're about to see our new overlords, the dolphins, taking to the land? Well, exactly. Why does it have to be a throwback? It could be a throw forward. This four-fin dolphin could be the next evolutionary step. <laughs> dolphins are growing legs so that they can come up on land and punch <laughs> us in the face for the filthberg and other mess that we have caused. <laughs> you have been used. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Kony. Yes, thank you, Mrs. Kony. Well, thank you, sir. And thank you, sir. <laughs> For that distinctly atavistic selection of new stories, there'll be more on next week's show.
The second uh, delightful gift we've been sent uh, this week from uh, Sarah Anglis. Uh, that was the silvery summary sound of, uh, well, I think probably John Brooks. The track was called Pineapple Castle, and it comes from the new Moonwiring Club project called Down to the Silver Sea. Which uh, and it's the, it's it's more of a sort of super group uh, because we have some of our uh, favourites on here. We've got so we've got the Moonwiring Club, of course, doing some music. We've got Sarah's contributing music to the album as well as John Brooks and the Pie Corner Audio recording under the name of the Howling Moss. There's a, a lot of nom de plumage going on throughout the whole project. It's a sumptuously <laughs> nom de plumage. He's a florist. Watch out for that florist. <laughs> The whole package, as always with uh, Moonwine Club, is sumptuous. Gorgeous! Gorgeous. And um, in this particular case, not only do we recommend getting the physical version, but the LP version. Get a nice big cardboard sleeve and, and some wonderful uh, liner notes, which have got some, some uh, well, not entirely believable, biographical details about all of the participants. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting, succulent information here <laughs> about uh, John Brooks and uh, the Howling Moss as they're restyling themselves, and also uh, show friend Sarah Anglis. <laughs> And there's all kinds of stuff in here I didn't know about it. After 26 years of providing the voice for Snooper Dodds, the immensely popular antiquarian sneak thief from children's television show Lisa Larceny, Sarah (laughs) Anglis retired to the mostly fictional seaside resort of Brighton to overrun a miniature vaudeville guest house, the gaslight and grease paint. A permanent fixture of the seafront, Sarah spends most of her days coaxing tourists to perform in her underwater theatre, the rusty Aqualone. (laughs) While she accompanies them on a variety of homemade instruments, such as a 36-ton underwater bagpipes that partially destroyed Hastings in 1984, etc., <laughs> etc. Et She's never mentioned this before. She's never mentioned it. I've looked her directly in the eye. She, she did not mention a 36-ton bagpipes, which may have been partially responsible for destroying Hastings. Well, probably a best, good thing in the long run, really, that Hastings is gone. Probably, probably yes. Yeah, probably the best. Probably best just to go to the bar. Oh, yes. It's your passport to a summer of adventure. Yes, it's, it's a summer. It's very much seen as a as an accompaniment to a picnic activity. I think that's the idea. Take your little portable turntable down to the seaside. Uncanny fidelity <laughs> and good down to earth horse sense. <laughs> this is what we like to see. It's full of pithy, pithy sayings. Now this is uh, Project Moonbase, uh, a bit of a catch-up show. We're bringing some uh, some new acquisitions here. It's come through the Moonbase airlock this week. We're going to bring a, another selection brought to brought up to the moon by Space Disco Jeff. Yes, this is a uh, singer-songwriter by the name of Gemma Ray, who I first came across a few years ago on um, Resonance FM. She was playing a live set on the uh, on a sort of outlaw country show, and just her and her band and very kind of raw guitar sound but she's kind of does a, a wide variety of stuff and and this year she's um gone into the sort of soundtrack business and has produced a kind of faux soundtrack for probably a fictional uh, library label called Syria Zaphanos and the album is called Down Baby Down and um, yes it's kind of a bit similar to broadcast I think some of the yes. sound of this it's very it's very very nice this, this is track. a mostly instrumental project isn't it yes yeah, so there's a couple of uh, songs on it but um and it's all kind of themed around these two songs but this is an instrumental track called Gozo Theme.
that was the haunting sound of Gemma Ray. Haunting! And uh, um, as you were telling me yesterday, Space Disco Jeff, most of, if not all of her stuff, is freely listenable on Spotify. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, but, she's um, made about five albums now. So, um, yeah, check them out. They're all a bit different from each other and all worth a punt. Am I right in thinking that you've never actually been on Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've just heard about it. You've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Heard Young stories. people told you that you could listen to that on Spotify. Rumbled. <laughs> So that might not be true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, a very long time ago, dear listener, you might remember we played a track <laughs> at the beginning of the show, which was an 8-bit version of a new, brand-newly written uh, instrumental bossa nova dedicated to one of the 12 uh, Brazilian beaches. And uh, we mentioned then we're going to play... Uh, we're going to close the show with the, the much more rich and enhanced version of exactly the same tune, just to demonstrate what you can achieve by doubling up your bit count. Eight more bits. Eight, eight it's more worth bits. spending that little bit more, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't think I actually mentioned at the top of the show the album you can get this from, which is Name Your Price. Oh, yes. You can... You're a penny pinching. A million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> a million pounds if you huh? want to. Um, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> the album is called Chip Tune Vanau, which I think means summer chip tune in Portuguese. And uh, it so we're going to mean frozen chips, <laughs> couldn't it? For it all been. This is the video game orchestra. We're going to close the show with their 16-beat version of Lopez Mendes. I have been DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you've enjoyed discovering things twice on this week's show. I have been MC Zirconium, and I also hope <laughs> you've enjoyed doubling and things and discovering them. And I have been Space Disto Jeff. I'm stuck here for another week, apparently, and I will probably have double vision by the end of the fortnight. You will. Until next week, dear listener. The, the animals, animals went into by two. Hurrah! Hurrah! The animals went into by two. Hurrah! Hurrah! The animals went into by two. The elephant and the kangaroo and they all.
before you cash in your chips, go to that happy hunting ground, wander the Elysian fields, or yield up the ghost. We invite you to join us here at Project Moonbase as we look at the lighter side of death.